There is nothing in science fiction that's ever been written that is half as weird and as wonderful as water. And only water can coexist as vapour, as solid and as liquid simultaneously, unrepeatable with any other substance. Welcome to the Waterfront Podcast, brought to you by the Canal and River Trust and presented by the inimitable David Bramwell. In the summer of 2016, Waterfront dipped its toes into the effervescent waters of the good old British festival for the first time. Actually, more than dipped its toes, we dived in, curating tents at Wilderness Festival, caught by the River Thames, and Green Man in Wales. We had a wealth of guest speakers, geography field trips, foraging, nature quizzes, and musical acts. This episode was recorded live at Wilderness in Oxfordshire and features a talk on the strangeness of water by John Mitchinson. John is best known as one of the co-founders of Unbound Publishing and head researcher for the popular BBC TV series QI. He is to Stephen Fry and Sandy Toxvig what Mycroft is to Sherlock Holmes. Mixed with John's talk are tracks from the band Grasscut, who performed a wonderful water-themed set for us. And finally in this episode, you might notice the occasional overzealous reveller in the background. Rest assured, that wasn't any of the staff in the waterfront tent. We're a well-behaved bunch. Here's John Mitchinson. What temperature do you think water freezes? Zero? Zero degrees centigrade? Not true. Freezing is a chain reaction. If there's nothing, if there are no scratches or bits of dust or impurities, you can take water down to minus 42 relatively easily without it freezing. That's called supercooled water. Now, one of the interesting things about supercooled water is if you keep taking it down, and you have to do this in laboratory conditions, you can actually, if you're very careful, you can supercool water your cells at home with, a, with an average freezer. But you can go way further than that down to about 137, minus 137. And at this point, water becomes something completely different. It goes beyond ice, and it becomes this thing called glassy water. Glassy water is like glass. It's a completely random collection of water molecules. And most of the water in the universe is, in fact, glassy water. Comets are made out of glassy water. Water, you think you know where it's going. You think that it boils at 100 degrees, you think that it freezes at zero, super cool and super hot. It's exactly the same thing. If you take water, you put it in a container where it can't form the bubbles. What basically happens with boiling, the bubbles will burst, basically the, the pressure from within them to burst the surface tension, to burst the atmospheric pressure is what causes boiling. If you stop the bubbles falling by putting it in a container that is completely smooth and has nothing for it, you can get superheated water. You've all done this, the, the super cooling, uh, you've sometimes had a bottle of water and you've taken it out of the free freezer and it's not, or a bottle of wine and it's not frozen, and you tap it and it suddenly freezes because you've created the chain reaction. You've had that thing with a, 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 a cup of tea in the microwave where it comes out and then it suddenly explodes because the action of you moving it is just enough. That's superheated water as well. Cold water or, boil or very hot water, which, which would freeze the most quickly, would you say, roughly? You'd say cold water, wouldn't you? Totally makes sense. 
There was, in the 1960s, there was a Tanzanian schoolboy who liked making ice cream. He proved that hot water freezes more quickly than cold water. And he was laughed at and ridiculed and thrown out of his school until eventually a, he managed to persuade enough scientists to actually take him seriously. His name was Ernesto Mpemba, and it is now the Mpemba effect, which is put hot water into your freezer. It will actually freeze more quickly than cold water. And the really interesting thing about this, we know quite a lot about water. We're learning more every day. We still don't really understand why that happens. Pull the slide up to the light and see the place. The wind blows, screams and moans, chills you to your hollow bones and knocks you to the ground. And the water rushes down. It cuts through stone, teeth and bone, whites of eyes, froths and foams and wraps you in a cloud. And the drip, drip, drip of the water cut down your back. Cold stone, deaf, your breathing edges to black. White, white noise, white, white light forcing you back. This is the other really weird thing about water. It's very, very, very hard to heat. Remarkably hard. It takes 10 times as much energy to heat water as it does to heat iron, for example. So this is useful for all kinds of reasons. So it takes 10 times as much energy to turn solid water into liquid and liquid water into, into steam. Well, that means one really important thing is that water is fantastically good at absorbing heat. It means that the planet, that our whole atmosphere, the fact that we have a stable atmosphere is based on this one little quirk of waters. The walls of the halls were the fall of the tread, the feet that led to the ground, no sound. But the roar of the waterfall And the walls of the halls Were the fall of the tread The feet that led to the ground No sound But the roar of the waterfall Why can you swim in winter in the sea? It's because the temperature change of the oceans in most places in the globe is 2 or 3%. You know, closer to the shore, you get bits of different where it's shallower water. But in general, you've got this massive amount of water, which is very, very stable. Can you imagine if water wasn't see-through? Nothing would live in the seas, right? And everything, as you can see, everything started in the seas. Water is also the most destructive substance on the planet. Water is known as the universal solvent. It will destroy eventually everything. I sit still and the world spins around me. This is why I like this spot. We, we spend millions and billions of pounds protecting ourselves from the corrosive effects of water. This is extraordinary, but water is three times harder to compress than diamond. With solid water, quite easy to compress. You can smash ice. 
But liquid water, very, very, very difficult to compress liquid water. At QI, we have this sort of mantra, which is if you look closely at the familiar things, they come, become unfamiliar. That's a nice mantra to have, and it's broadly true, but it's not just us saying this. The most advanced water institute in the world, in Japan, the Sinecotron Radian Research Institute, just last year said this, that a lively debate about the nature of water is still ongoing. There are still many unclear mechanisms. The mysteries of water have not yet been fully clarified. For a long time, we thought that water was our thing. It didn't exist anywhere else. Turns out to be ridiculous, that water is everywhere. We found 23 places or potential places in our own solar system. We know that it's in Mars. We think it may even be in liquid on Mars. We found it on the moon. We've even found water vapor on the surface of the sun. Water goes everywhere. On our own planet, the interesting thing is that most of the water, if you took all the water in the atmosphere and it all rained down at once, that would only, that would only add one inch of water to the, to the planet. That's extraordinarily the fact. Most of the water on the planet is locked away inside the Earth itself, inside rocks, not just in aquifers, but actually locked into the mantle of the Earth itself. Were we to be able to release that water, we could refill the oceans 30 times over. Water is also fantastically old. We discovered earlier this year a quasar that is spewing out unimaginable amounts of water. Hundred and forty-three trillion times the amount of water that we've got on our own planet. For every person on Earth, there is twenty thousand planets worth of water. Water, far from being our thing is something that was manufactured at the very beginning of the universe. And the glittering harbour lights Trailing the estuary Waters tonight Under meteors Over the bridge The old town still clinging on At the end of the ridge all but lost to me now. But water is scarce. If you think of all the water on the planet as a jug, a four-litre jug, we only have one teaspoon to play with. That's all the water we have. Now, one of the other things is that there is no more water. The water that we have is the water we've had since the planet was made. Water isn't increasing. But what we are doing is putting remarkable demands on water. So one out of six people on the planet don't have access to safe water. While water may be essential to life, it may be damaging to life, we're still managing it very, very badly as a resource. Each of us on the planet are responsible for using, on average, 150 litres of water. But when you add in the water that is embedded in the things that we use, that rises to about 3,500 litres. Sand, 
15, 20 baths full of water. That's how much water just being alive takes us. requires 170 litres of water. One t-shirt is 25 bathtubs of water. All but lost to me now. We're not going to solve this overnight, but it is troubling. So I thought if I could end on a more positive note, there are a few things that we can do. If you turn off the tap when you're cleaning your teeth, if everybody in this country did that, save enough water to run Birmingham's water supply for a year. I thought D.H. Lawrence got it right. Water is H2O, hydrogen two parts, oxygen one part, and a third thing that makes it water, and nobody knows what that is. W.H. Auden, thousands have lived without love. No one has lived without water. Here's to water, everybody. This Waterfront podcast was produced by David Bramwell with music by Oddfellows Casino. It was a Smoke Creatives production for the Canal and River Trust. If you like the Waterfront podcast, please leave a review for us on iTunes. Winding through 2,000 miles of beautiful countryside and vibrant cities, our unique network of canals and rivers offer vital havens for people and nature alike, because everyone deserves a place to escape. Visit canalrivertrust.org.uk forward slash friend to become a friend of the Trust and receive a wealth of benefits, discounts, and the beautifully produced Waterfront magazine.